Hello and welcome to the Diz Dads Podcast Midweek Destinations and Diversions Show. It's the Dad Show, your hump day Disney vacation fix for Wednesday, August 14th, 2019. The Dad Show is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is Orlando's premium stroller and crib rental vendor. Why pay more for a less comfortable, less versatile stroller in the theme parks? Make your reservation at kingdomstrollers.com. You'll pay less for the rental, and they'll deliver the stroller of your choice to your resort. And pick it up in the resort at the end of your vacation for free. Kingdom Strollers, your first choice for Orlando stroller rentals. And a Disney-featured stroller vendor. This week on The Dad Show, we're joined by Josh Waters, who is going to talk about his family's trip to Walt Disney World last fall. We thought it would be a good idea to have him come on and talk about a typical fall vacation as we approach fall vacation time at Walt Disney World again. So welcome back to the show, Josh. Thanks for having me. So we've talked in the past about cruise vacations uh, and and even a road trip vacation, if I remember right. Yeah. I think this is the first time that we've sat down to do a trip report on a, a parks vacation. And I guess that's for good reason, because if I'm remembering correctly, it had been a while since you'd been to Walt Disney World with your family when you headed down this past October. Yeah, my family had, my wife had been there a long time ago. I had been there a long time ago, but we had never gone as just the five of us. So this was our first trip to uh walt disney world as a family of five so okay so family of five and it's a track you're coming down from from minnesota now you you've done the the road trip thing before right you did it with the rv did, yeah. did, you, did you road trip or did you fly this time we we flew it's it's a quite a drive you know we would have had a couple add a couple of days on either end just to drive so right but we we flew we all right so you're, you're flying down with the family of five um, and staying at Walt Disney World with five is always a little tricky uh, in terms of, of resort accommodations. So um, where did you stay and, and talk a little bit about how the resort accommodated your family of five? So we stayed at uh, one of the recently renovated rooms there at Port Orleans Riverside, um, okay. which fits nice. It really worked for our family. We do have, we do now have a 13-year-old girl. So the idea of sharing a bed became a big issue the first night, but we put pillows down the middle of the bed. And, you know, <laughs> it became a non-subject the rest of the time. But yeah, so we ended up staying there uh, at Port Orleans Riverside, which was a perfect location for us. You know, I mean, yeah. not too big, not too small, but, you know, really a great place for us. Okay, and and so one of your, I assume, since you have three children with you, one of the kids slept in the in the pull down bed. Yep, one kid slept in the pull down bed. We actually have a great picture of, you know, Parker mimicking the picture that's there on the pull down bed. So yeah, he slept <laughs> in the pull down bed, but it did change, and it was great because it's the Princess and the Frog is also one of our favorite movies, and that's the theme of that room that we were in. So very nice. All right. Um, so comfortable for the family of five there at Riverside. Um, 
and you had uh, four park days. And I think what we'll do is kind of talk through, you know, park by park as opposed to day by day. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to kind of take you there in, in maybe strange order, but there's a method to the madness. We'll see. We'll get there. Sounds um, good. I'm actually going to have you start us off. And I'd like you to pick not necessarily the first park that you visited, but the, the park that, that you got sort of your favorite reaction from the kids when you hit it first. That's a hard, um, I'm going to go slightly different in that. So I would say as a family, our favorite park when we finished and looked at it at the end was animal kingdom and just the walk up to the tree of life at the beginning of the day, we hit that park for extra magic hours to get on Navi river journey. And we love zoos. We love adventure. We love exploring. And it, you know, from start to finish was probably our favorite park, you know, as an adventure for a family. So, okay. So let's start by talking about your question. Yes. Well, no, that's a good one. So let's, let's start by then talking in a little more detail about Disney's animal kingdom. Um, you said you were getting there first thing for Navi river journey. So, um, let's talk about fast pass strategy first. Um, Mm -hmm. How how did you approach uh, Animal Kingdom? Had you you know were you one of the folks who who you know, hit the hit the lottery and got your flight of passage fast passes or we accommodated? We did plan that day sort of towards the end of our trip, so we had the a better chance at hitting the lottery for flight of passage, and we did get our uh, flight of passage fast pass, which is why we were going to hit. Navi River journey right away, you know, get, okay. get that other ride that makes sense. a little bit longer. So we um, talked in the past to people who kind of were in the opposite position, right? They couldn't get the fast pass or flight of passage. And so they were, a lot of folks have been talking about, you know, rope dropping and you know, almost even pre rope dropping, right. To get in, in the queue for mm-hmm. flight of passage. Um, how was the weight at Navi River journey doing that rope drop run? Uh, one second. It was, Oh, sorry. It worked out really well. Um, we we had, I think the posted time was 40 minutes. And I think we may, waited maybe 20 minutes in, in line for Navi River Journey. So it really worked out really, okay. really well for us. And then getting on. Yep. So. Good, good. Um, all right. So, so. The rope drop on on uh, Navi River Journey worked well. That's that's encouraging because I think that's going to be the strategy that we're going to be adopting uh, here uh, in in less than a week when I head down with with my family because uh, we do have flight of passage fast passes for later in the day. Um, but let's talk about the rest of Disney's Animal Kingdom. So what what things? I mean, you said it's a good adventure park for you guys in general. Um, what were a, a few highlights what things really stood out about disney's animal kingdom and things that, that your family really especially enjoyed um definitely kilimanjaro safari so sort of after we hit that you know navi river journey we, we i actually had a friend that was in disney world at the exact same time we did and we had fast passes coordinated to be at the same time oh, so i kilimanjaro safaris uh along with them and you know like I say, we love zoos. We love seeing animals and those kind of things. So it was a lot of fun to see. And we got there early in the morning and got to see the lions and the um, 
black rhinos and you know got to see the sort of those key animals back in there um, right right and they were they were moving around a little bit exactly yep 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 got okay, that good and uh any any other uh dining or shows or anything like that about animal kingdom that that were favorites um well one sort of Disney magic. I don't know how it ended up for us, but we somehow got bumped up to a deluxe dining plan unannounced to us. We didn't realize we had booked a regular dining plan and got bumped up to the deluxe somehow, which was a nice surprise when we're arriving on Tuesday night. Um, So we invited uh, our friends that were there with us to go ahead and join us at Tusker House for, for the character meal there at Tusker house. And so that was a fun, you know, activity. My daughter got to meet Daisy, which is apparently one of her favorite characters unbeknownst to me. (laughs) Uh, But It was fun to be able to, you know, share the Disney magic with somebody else, you know, and, you know, they gave me and giving it away to somebody else. So that was, we really, we enjoy, we're not huge buffet, all you can eat people, but the, the, company and where we were really worked well and it was a fun time there at Tusker House. Um, so, so talk to me, you know, you, you mentioned that this is your kid's first trip to Walt Disney World. This is now your first theme park there and, and your first character meal. So what was the reaction, especially with the younger kids, to the whole character meal experience? Um, my oldest, my oldest daughter, Amelia, and my youngest, Parker, Loved it. Like they were getting up there. The only thing Parker was not a fan of Daisy kissing him on the top of the head. That was not <laughs> top of his thing. Uh, my middle daughter has no interest in characters. She'll sort of wave from the side. Um, but that's, that's about it. So it was, but it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was, it was actually our fourth day, you know, fourth park day, but you know, we're like, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun to you okay. know, see them get to see Mickey and get to see those characters that, you know, we all have grown up with. Okay, great. Uh, so any, any other highlights of, of Disney's animal kingdom, um, character meal, Kilimanjaro safari. Um, what, what, I mean, any other ride experiences that stood out? Yeah, I would say real quick. Uh, one, surprisingly enough, my family really, really enjoyed Rivers of Light. You know, I hear lots of people not enjoying that particular nighttime show. And we really enjoyed it. It was beautiful. It was a perfect night. So the graphics on the water worked perfectly that night. You know, so so there were things that went our way for it. But we really enjoyed that. Um, My wife and my oldest daughter and youngest son got stuck right at the the dinosaur sort of coming at you on dinosaur <laughs> right as they were being attacked right as they were being attacked sitting there for about 40 minutes just sort of the you know car sort of moving slightly but at first it was fine she's my wife was like i i couldn't do it after a while like bad place <laughs> that one um that was about it. You know I mean? Okay. It was just a really enjoyable, fun day. I would say that particular park 
we didn't have any meltdowns that day. And I think a lot of it had to do with perfectly timed uh, Mickey bars and ice cream. So it's just sort of as a tip, if you see that meltdown coming, just go and find a Mickey bar or ice cream stand. stand. Yeah, I would say that the, the Mickey bar is, uh, you know, the, the, the great chill pill, so to speak. Exactly. So uh, at the Animal Kingdom, um, talk to me a little bit about Epcot. I mean, your family are, are kind of foodies and you were there in the fall during food and wine. What was the, the Waters foodie experience in Epcot? Um, it was not our best day at Disney World of all things. Um, It was our second park day. We went for early magic hours. We had gotten in late two days before, spent the whole day at Magic Kingdom. Um, and it was hot and, uh, about 1230 in the afternoon, kids started melting down and needed a break. And, um, couldn't get on get on a ride and like everything was hitting ahead about 12 30 and so i found a i think it was a two o'clock reservation at beaches and cream and went let's go over here right so we went over to beaches and cream and after that the i was outvoted and we actually ended up going back to the pool okay. <laughs> right. so we we so- rode you know frozen and i had um some chicken wings and my wife had, and she says the best frozen margarita she's ever had uh, at Epcot. But that was about our our Epcot day was just. Um, It happens, you know, and that's look. here's the thing, right? The, The takeaway, which you figured out on your own on the first trip, right? Is that the best laid plans go away when reality hits. And, exactly. you know, it, it was it probably saved a lot of headache later in your trip because you had more time right to to bow out when you did and you know give the kids some pool time slow down downshift because if you push through the problem is that 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 really tends to linger yeah and it stresses out kids and stresses out mom and now everybody's just sort of on edge the rest of the day and we did get on sore and we did you know get on frozen we did uh they love spaceship earth you know so we did do some things there at the beginning you know but it was being it's also you know part of your trip is always to be willing to like you said just put on the brakes okay what can we do to (laughs) rectify a situation before it goes south you know exactly um, exactly and it worked out great because we did we ended up having a pool day that day and um Asked the kids, would you mind just hanging out in the hotel room and watching a movie at night? And my wife and I went to the Edison for a date, which was unplanned, but, you know, ended up, you know, finding a reservation at the Edison. And so talk about the experience at the Edison, because we, I don't think we really talked about it on the show before. And I'm actually kind of excited about it because we're supposed to hit Edison for dinner on our uh, arrival day. Now, our experience may be a little different because we're going to go a little earlier since I'm going, you know, taking the kids with me. But, uh, you know, talk, talk about the experience at, at the Edison because I, I, I don't know, we keep saying this about various Disney dining experiences, but it's really true again that it, it's a unique experience. 
it's a very unique experience. You know, right when you walk in and there's this sort of steampunk clock light bulb thing and, you, you know, you're getting everybody's getting carded and you know, like just a, sort of not your typical Disney experience. Right. But we got a great two person. Uh, there's sort of a stage in one part of the Edison and we got a two person table right on the top of it. So we could see down onto the stage and had this really, really fun that like, 20s 30s jazz sound to the band that was playing but playing 2000s and 2010 pop songs sort of a a postmodern jukebox feel Mm -hmm, exactly and then they had some flapper dancers that came out and danced around and came up there it was it was a really fun uh place to go on a date you know the dancers were great there were clearly some people that knew that it was a place that they could also go and dance so you had some people that were not paid by the edison but were there dancing which just sort of made the whole experience that much better but the flapper dancers were awesome and the music was great and uh the food was we didn't have anything special, but we had deviled eggs and bacon and um, I had an amazing Manhattan and I think the best buffalo chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life. So oh, there we go. Hey, high praise. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so a good experience with, with Edison and glad you got to have some adult time away. That's a hard thing to do sometimes when you're traveling with a family of five. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, maybe talk a little bit more as long as we're there at Disney Springs with the Edison. Um, did you spend any other time at Disney Springs with, with your family or was that the only stop at Disney Springs? No, we did. We had a whole half day sort of planned at Disney Springs. So, you know, we had a lot of fun just sort of wandering around shopping. Um, my son got to build his lightsaber, which was a fun activity. Um, um, and we ate lunch at T-Rex, which is a family favorite. We've had quite a few di- dining experience sort of on the outskirts of a restaurant, sort of in a booth, sort of on the side or that kind of thing. I could see as we were walking in that we were going to be in another booth sort of on the side of the action there. And then stopped and was like, any other tables in like the height of the action available, like <laughs> anything. And we got in the heart of the action at T-Rex and you know, it was the place that my son really wanted to go. Loves dinosaurs, loves, you know, that kind of thing. The food was surprisingly good for, you know, what it is, but you know, we really enjoyed our food. We had a good time. The kids, Enjoyed it. Great place to just sort of great theming, you know, like that. Um, Excellent. Well, you know, and, and I mean, T-Rex is a Landry's place and I, it, it always, I have to stop and remind myself. I mean, I'm always extra skeptical about T-Rex because for a long time there were two T-Rex restaurants in the United States, right? There was one in Orlando and one in Kansas City, Kansas. Um, 
So, uh, you know, we'd eaten at T-Rex before there was ever one built at Walt Disney World. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm always a little jaded about it. Um, but it's interesting to me because the feedback about it from people is consistently positive. So it is immersive entertainment, much like the rest of Walt Disney World. So why not? Yeah, I mean, and, and we're sort of in that same boat where we had the first or second Rainforest Cafe here in Minneapolis at, at yep. the Mall of America. So we sort of have that same feel about the food of that, you know, but I would say it was much better than there. And we, you know, would totally go make it a, an annual place to go and just as our place. But yeah. And then also at Disney Springs, we did the last night we were there. My daughter wanted a sweatshirt. Um, so we went there, just me and my daughter sort of running around at the end of the night through uh, Disney Springs and ran into Deluxe Burger and got a uh, mighty fine chocolate bacon bourbon milkshake. Which- I love that shake. <laughs> oh, the smoked the smoked bourbon chocolate shake. It was, you know. So good. I, and it was the last thing I had at the end of our trip. <laughs> you know, like that was the end of our trip. We had just finished up at Hollywood Studios and we're running through there. And she wanted a hamburger because she had only had two steaks that day. So <laughs> and had, she'd had two steaks and then a hamburger and I got that milkshake. So that was our other experience there at, at Disney Springs. Okay. So that sounds good. So uh, the Edison and uh, T-Rex and uh, uh Deluxe Burger is a pretty good combo there for for Disney Springs. Although I have to say, I'm a little surprised that our you know resident uh, uh, recovering chef missed out on on dining in any of the restaurants with what now uh, six James Beard award winning chefs in Disney Springs. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it, I was just there recently and. And really wanted to go to another one, and it's. I love James Beard wanting chef restaurants, and <laughs> sometimes when I'm on vacation, I don't want to have to try and think about what I'm eating as much as I just want to, you know, sure, eat something. So, but you know. Okay. I understand. So, so Disney Springs, you good experience. Maybe you didn't get to do everything you want to do, but hey, that's the point, right? You'll be back. Uh, so heading back out to the parks, we've talked Animal Kingdom, we've talked Epcot. Let's uh, hop in that friendship boat from Epcot and make our way over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, which when you were there back in October, um, Toy Story Land had, had opened fairly recently a few months before but still a a major construction zone on the galaxy's edge side of things so talk about what your sort of strategy for hollywood studios was what was the goal there and and then maybe some of the highlights of the experience um really i mean we had part of the goal word there was uh two meals one included, you know, a dining package for Fantasmic. And then the other thing was pretty much do everything that we can, which included getting there right away at Rope Drop. So Amelia and Parker, I'm sort of coming up on a theme with Amelia and Parker in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
could do Jedi Training Academy. She really uh, in 13 there in May. So it was sort of her um, last chance. Probably the last hurrah. Yep. And, and both of them, we got them signed up right at a hot time of day, but a good time of day right after lunch. So, okay. Uh, but otherwise, it was, you know, we, we were there open rope drop to the end of Fantasmic and, um, Oh, wow. We did everything we could. We didn't do, we did get on um, Slinky Dog Dash, which I would say as a whole, um, we enjoyed a lot better than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but really a great, fun roller coaster. You know, we had a fast right. pass for it. Didn't honestly get on the other two rides there in Toy Story Land. No real interest in alien swirling saucers. Just not an interest for us. And the line for Toy Story was like 95 or two hours for almost the whole day we were there, which um, that was a little strange, but I'm like, well, that's, that's unfortunately kind of the fallout of at that point in time, you know, there were only four or five rides even running in Hollywood studios. So, you know, there were only so many places for people to go. Yeah. So we didn't get to ride that, which was disappointing, but um, our families are, we have a big roller coaster family. So got to ride rock and roller coaster, which was definitely a favorite of ours. And uh, my daughter loved tower of tear and just sort of, I mean, we really had an, we ate lunch at the sci-fi dining and got a car and our whole family enjoyed that. Other than my son got kind of creeped out by the, sci-fi cartoons and videos right. and things but the rest of us that is uh we have a big sci-fi family and it was right up our alley um my daughter said that it was the best milkshake she's ever had in her life well that's because she's not allowed that's, worth. that's because she's not allowed to have the smoked <laughs> the smoked bourbon bacon milkshake from deluxe burger there is that there is that but she's like i don't know what they did to it but it was the best milkshake i've ever had so wow high praise but we you know like it really was right up our alley and um um well so so help me understand this because i mean you were you were at hollywood studios wall to wall and and i kept hearing from people all last year oh you know it'll be great once once galaxy's edge is open but it's really a half day park until then so what do you do to occupy a full day in hollywood studios when it's a two-hour wait at toy story mania and <laughs> you know I, yeah well what did you do there's two things is you have lunch and milk it for all it's worth at sci-fi dining and oh, then it for all it's worth. and then uh and then have dinner at the hollywood brown derby ah okay and we hadn't talked about that yet we did do dinner at the hollywood brown derby and we you know like we you know it's a smaller area. So there's not a, you know, places to go. And we just sort of, if there was no long line, we didn't. So we did frozen sing along and my son loved the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. And it's, you know, which those things take up time in your day. You know? So, well, uh, so let's circle back. So 
uh, Hollywood Brown Derby. This is the first um, signature dining experience that we've talked about so far. Um, what was your take on in-park fine dining from uh, Hollywood Brown Derby? Um, we, we, we loved it. You know what I mean? Sort of going back to being on the deluxe dining plan, the kids could order what they, whatever they want. Right, right. You know, and I've heard some people say that they won't let them order off the adult menu. We had no problem ordering off the adult menu. So. That's, that's one of the things, by the way, this is a quirk of the deluxe dining plan. So because of the way the deluxe dining plan works, where a credit is a credit is a credit, right? The, the system doesn't know any different. With the other dining plan, the, the Disney system recognizes the the table service credits for children differently than the table service credits for adults. But that's sort of the beauty of the deluxe dining plan, right, is that it's, it's simple. You get your appetizer and everybody gets a meal and it, all the credits are the same, whether it's quick service or child meal or adult meal, a credit is a credit. Yeah. So what you experienced. So, yeah, so, you know, I mean... All the kids got, I don't remember, $40 steaks. And, <laughs> you know, right. Okay. Why, whatever you want. Um, you know, and had, we had carpaccio and, you know, just it really took our time to enjoy a nice dinner together that we don't take the kids out to a place like that often. But, you know, I mean, both my wife and I were talking earlier today, like, it's a little weird going to a signature dining like that with three kids when you're hot and sweaty, but it was still nice and cool. And we could, you know, sit and reflect. It was our last day. So it sort of also gave us a chance to sort of reflect on the whole trip going into the rest of the night. But right. I mean, it was well worth whether we were paying with credits or cash, well worth the experience and ambiance and the food quality and the drink quality and yeah. Okay, great. Um, and and Fantasmic um, is sort of the first big signature spectacular show we've talked about. Um, We've gotten very mixed reports of Fantasmic. Some people love it. Some people not so fond of it. Um, what What was your impression? What did your, and not just yours, but I'm really curious too, because there tends to be a big difference among the reactions from the kids, right? I've got one kid who loves it, one kid not so much a fan. Um, so what, what was the overall consensus on Fantasmic? The, uh, we absolutely loved it. We loved the, start to finish absolutely loved it loved the fireworks the show the spectacularness of it you know we we really really enjoyed it you know and and funny enough my wife i don't know about two months before we left was like we are not spending every night watching fireworks in disney and we spent i mean Rivers of Light isn't necessarily fireworks, but we spent every night watching fireworks in Disney. And, you know, it was her favorite of all of them. Um, and the kids really liked it. They, you know, Good. my son yelling out to Mickey and you know, it was just, we right up our alley. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, 
full day at Hollywood Studios, open to close. We've covered three parks. Let's go back to where you started, which was Magic Kingdom. Um, and I know that your first day was there. It also, you also experienced a Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party while you were there. So mm-hmm. let's let's first kind of talk about you know attractions and things at, at Magic Kingdom, and then we'll circle back to the the Halloween Party specifically. Um, so so first of all, talk about the reaction of the kids. I, I love hearing those first reactions um, of of Magic Kingdom. Uh, were you there, you know, for for the welcome show, or you know, how how did they, how were they introduced to the Magic Kingdom? Uh, so we had a great experience being introduced to Magic Kingdom. We yeah, we got there right away at rope drop, and um, I don't know if they took a breath the entire walk down Main Street, um, <laughs> but we started our day in the Magic Kingdom having breakfast at be our guest. So that was sort of a great way to fill our bellies, enjoy something that we'd never done before, and then uh, move on from there. But they, so we got to, you know, move into the castle area, and then while we waited for the to move on towards be our guest. But I, I seriously don't think the kids took a breath the entire time. <laughs> down main street you know just looking at everything seeing you know the pictures and tv shows and everything that they've seen leading up to that point and then going i'm i'm really here and it really does look like it looks on tv or in the youtube videos i watch or you know right right great um so uh did the beer guess breakfast you you um it sounds like you did it early, kind of bef- you got in the, the pre-rope drop, yep. all that in. Um, what were the sort of attraction highlights um, for your regular Magic Kingdom Day in particular? Um, the, the mountains were definitely our family's favorite, so loved Space and Splash and Thunder Mountain. Um we didn't get to ride uh, Seven Dwarves until the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Uh, my daughter loved Haunted Mansion. My middle child refused to get on anything that involved water the entire okay. time because her first time, her first day, she wore jean shorts and they got wet, and that was uh. <laughs> so. But she now. When I asked her what her favorite ride was at Magic Kingdom, she said Splash Mountain, even though she refused to go on it a second time. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we really love the the mountains. Um, didn't get to ride Peter Pan. They all wanted to, but just didn't. The line was too long and couldn't right. get pass for it. Um, and Winnie the Pooh, my daughter wanted me to make sure I mentioned Winnie the Pooh. She loved Winnie the Pooh. Um, okay. So it sounds like there were that that it was a bit of a collaborative experience here, and you managed to kind of find something for for each of the kids, right? Everybody had some some uh, participation in in putting this plan together. It sounds like. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, everybody had their 
hand in it at some level, either picking a restaurant or picking, you know, something to do at, you know, a, a, a attraction, a beverage, whatever they, you know, everybody had their hand in it. Okay. Um, and, and any other things about Magic Kingdom other than, than the Halloween party that, that stand out from this trip? Um, I mean, I, I don't think it's a whole lot of talk. At least I don't hear a whole lot of it. But we, you know, ate dinner at Liberty Tree Tavern. And we, we I mean, of the all you can, all you care to enjoy buffet, what have you, um, it was probably our favorite. You know, like just the food was great. My, the sticky pudding was my daughter's favorite thing. She still talks about it. She wishes she had the recipe, you know, um, <laughs> but it was a, you know, like it was a perfect place to be in Disney world in the, you know, towards the end of, you know, around dinner time. Right. Right. Uh, for us. Um, and then, right. you know, to start off, you know, with my wife having said, I don't want to watch fireworks every night. And then to be able to watch, happily ever after the first night (laughs) standing next to me crying. And I'm like, you don't want to watch fireworks. And she's like, shut up. So, uh, um, all right. So, so sounds like a great kind of introduction to magic kingdom. Now you also attended a a Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Was it that same night or did it, did it certainly, did you circle back to magic kingdom on a different day? We circled back to Magic Kingdom on a different day. So that we we sort of circled back, uh, did the Ohana breakfast in the morning, pool day, and then the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party that night. Um, Good. And really um, got there, I mean, right at 4 o'clock, the moment we could walk in for the Halloween party, we were walking in for the Halloween party. Um, getting our riding those things that we hadn't had a chance to on our full day there, um, getting some bull whip and getting a, uh, spicy chicken sandwich. And, um, uh, my, my favorite. And yeah, I, I, you have to understand it's been too long since I've been back and I'm, you know, salivating as you mentioned, because I <laughs> be there finally uh you know next week and I'll, I'll be having my spicy chicken waffle sandwich if you know i don't care if the kids want to eat somewhere else i'll do what i always do wait <laughs> somewhere else i'll get my spicy chicken waffle I got my sandwich. um so yeah so we got to do some of those things and we, all three of the kids were shocked at the amount of candy that they were given <laughs> so for those people that that don't go very often, you know, don't go to the uh, Halloween party or have concerns about it. There's, I don't know, we were as parents a little annoyingly surprised at the amount of candy that they received. <laughs> they, <laughs> like, hey, I, I need, that's what I needed is a whole grocery bag full of candy to go fly back to Minneapolis. But, um, and we, we, you know, we enjoyed the shows. You know, we sort of took in, got rides out of the way, got, went through, got us as soon as we could start trick-or-treating, 
we got our candy and then we camped out and watched shows most of the night you know that my kids like character interactions they like the characters to some degree but they're not gonna wait for it if it's there for the taking sure they'll take it but they're not with the one exception being my 13 year old had to meet uh jack and sally oh uh, yes and this is the only way to do it really so it, yep it's and um so they were on their way to go and meet them and ran to a castle and castle said no don't don't meet him now meet him after the fireworks Wait, 10 fireworks, the whole place will clear out and you'll go from a two-hour wait to 30 to 60 minutes. And they did. They, it turned out to be about a 45, 60-minute wait to meet Jack and Sally. And, you know, and well, both my wife and my wife and my daughter stayed back to be able to do that. And that it was the best interaction they've had. They got to, you know, they talked to them and interacted with them. And it was, we actually have the picture of them meeting them on the wall of our house. So uh, <laughs> if you want a pro tip for Jack and Sally, wait until after the fireworks. I mean, I know it's a little harder with the little kids, but right. it's hard. Know, it gets those... late, but it, it really can pay off. And I was just going to say, I mean, that's the, the big challenge of the Halloween party is that, it seems to me that the whole focus for a lot of people about the Halloween party has changed over time. And, you know, back in the day when they first started doing the Halloween parties, you know, people were, were going because they could get shorter ride lines and they could ride all these things that they were missing during the day. Um, and as Disney has amped up the game with the characters, people uh -huh. shifted their attention and, people are now so focused on the characters during the Halloween party that on the one hand, it's still great that they have all these unique character meet and greets out and the characters in their unique costumes and all these other things. But it also means that those meet and greet lines are so much worse. I mean, it, it boggles my mind that people who were going to Halloween parties because they couldn't handle a 30 minute wait to ride space mountain instead will wait 90 minutes to meet the seven dwarfs. Yeah. But what are you going to do? You can't meet them anywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, and, you know, I mean, it, and it was worth it to her. Like that was one thing she wanted to do. You know, it's, it's right. right. If that's the thing you want to do. Okay. I mean, I would say to, you know, any parent, just make sure that the kid knows that you, that means that you're going to spend an hour, two hours waiting for that meet. But, you know, I think for my wife and my daughter, they also made it worth it. You know, it wasn't sure. a hug and go, hug and go. It was a, you know, interact with them, you know, so that was great. My son got to see the Headless Horseman, which was very high on his list in the parade. So that made his... That made his Halloween party worth it was being able to see the Headless Horseman in the parade. Right. Well, and, and that's always, that's my favorite part of that parade. I love the Headless Horseman. And, and, and I'm glad you got to see him because over time, his, his appearance has gotten, um, for good reasons, they're more careful about it. Um, I think a couple of years after the first time we saw him, he had a couple of pretty bad spills. Um, mm. And a horse that size falling when there's 
people lining the street is a dangerous thing. Very dangerous. So, um, you know, they've, they've put some extra safety precautions in place. And so if it's wet at all, he doesn't ride. So it's oh, not okay. like you've got a nice dry day. Um, you know, unfortunately, Halloween party time at Walt Disney World is also sort of monsoon season at Walt Disney World. And um, as a result, there are, you know, a certain number of parties where he just doesn't get to ride. Because um, mm-hmm. if it's wet, they don't want him doing it. Um, because I don't know if we've talked about this in a while, but, um, you know, if you did, whether you noticed it or not, the, the Headless Horseman basically rides blind. Yeah. Um, there, there are no eye holes in that costume. Like they don't even pretend <laughs> he just rides blind. The horse knows where to go. Uh, yep. And so as a result, they just can't chance it if it's wet. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm, then I'm, I'm even more happy for my son. <laughs> <laughs> we actually got great weather. I think the, you know, I mean the whole time for mid to late October, it rained the afternoon that we left Epcot. So we would have had rain when, <laughs> when we right, were, right. Having a meltdown at Epcot, anyways, and then I think it rained a little bit the day we were at Disney Springs, but uh, I think when we were eating lunch at T Rex, so you know, right? Good timing. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, anything else about the party that really stands out? What, what did you think of the special? You know, you, you loved Happily Ever After. You had a good experience with um, uh, Rivers of Light. You loved Fantasmic. Um, obviously illuminations you skipped because you, you weren't in Epcot at night. Um, what was the, I guess if you had to rank them, right, where, where does Hallow Wishes fall in the, in the rankings? And for us, I would say it was, I mean, it was, it was a great firework show. It was great, but it was definitely probably the fourth of the four that we saw, right? But that being said, we also had just watched the villains tonight show or whatever the villains yeah. show, thing, um, which we really enjoyed the villain show. So it was sort of, you know, together, you know, if you watch them together, then it may be, you know, above rivers of light, but as just hollow wishes, I think it'd probably be our fourth in the line. Uh, but right. really enjoyed the villain show. So. Um, and uh, well, and and you know, maybe that's a good sign that that show was getting a little tired. And I mean, I have nostalgia for it, so it's harder. It was harder for me to see that they were changing it out. Although I have to give them credit, so far every time they changed out a show, I've been really happy with the results. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment. But they've they've announced that we're getting a new fireworks show this year for the Halloween parties. So we'll we'll see, you know whether it, it kicks everything up an extra notch, right? Um, yeah, yep, exactly. Now that Boo to You is the only nighttime parade in the Magic Kingdom, you didn't really have anything to compare it to. Um, although, about a year earlier, uh, you saw the the Paint the Night parade at Disneyland, which mm-hmm. is a whole experience. So, can those be compared, or are they just too different an experience? Um. As an adult, I enjoyed the Paint the Night Parade. You know, like I, you know, just a feel of it. You know, and and 
the particular situation that I was in when I watched Paint the Night, you know, made may have altered my experience of it. But I would say if I was a kid in both those same situations, I would say the booty you parade was better just because you're in that Halloween experience. You know, like you're sure, thinking sure. Halloween. You're you're in a festive atmosphere. So um but it was fun. You know, my son really, you know, he stood there watching the whole thing, which we're not a parade family at all. At all. But, <laughs> you know, he liked watching the whole thing. So. Okay. So it was sufficiently compelling that it held the attention of a kid who normally wouldn't watch that. Yeah, kind of exactly. So. All right. Um, so I think we've covered all the parks. Is, is there anything that, I haven't asked you about that was significant enough that it stands out in your mind is something, Ooh, I should mention this. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's been mentioned on the podcast before, but we made it a point to go and see hoop to do. And by far, probably one of our favorite experiences of the whole trip was okay well so i'm glad, glad you brought us back around to this so you know hoop to do sometimes i think it's hard to figure out how to fit it into the trip because yeah. it's it's not in a park it's a little bit remote a little bit harder to get to at, at fort wilderness um but but talk about your experience yeah i mean we we i mean we actually planned a whole day around going to see hoop to do so we you know that was the day that we decided to go to disney springs and you know, just sort of relax, that kind of thing, and then make it a point to get ready and go see Hoopie Doo. And it's, is it hokey? Yep. Is it, you know, is it goofy? Yep, it's goofy. Is is it going to make those people that get a little uneasy around audience interaction even more uneasy? Yep, it will. But it is so much fun. You know, I mean, I've recommended it to many 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 people and i don't think i've ever had somebody say i wish i wouldn't have done it right. uh, i mean it's just it's fun for the literally a fun for the whole family eater experience which you know the adults had fun with the jokes that are designed for the adults that kids don't necessarily understand and the kids <laughs> are having fun the food is great you know what i mean you get food you've got you know you can have beer. It's a, really is a great and value. If you want to talk value for your money, you know I don't. I don't know if there's something that you can pay for for dinner where you're going to get better value than going there. You know, right, um, right. like you said, with transportation, transportation can get a bit, especially going back. You know, trying to figure your way back to where. How do I get back to my hotel room? But, um, you know, it's it, there's a reason that they haven't changed that thing in so many, you know, ever. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it is, it's an enduring show. They did a good job putting it together in the first place. It does what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and the whole, you know, my eight-year-old son, my 13-year-old daughter, you know, my wife, my eight-year-old daughter, you know, all of us had, you know, so much fun and great memories of standing out, you know, sort of waiting for the doors to open, shopping, walking around, you know, like just a great, 
different experience. And you're right. It does, you know, it does take some planning to how do I fit this in? Where am I going to fit it in? Do I want to not go see fire, you know? Right. Sure. If well, not, and, and that's a good point. I mean, the other thing is that, that it was Halloween time. You were at Fort Wilderness and, and Fort Wilderness itself can be an interesting place to be around Halloween, especially over near the campsites, because a lot of the folks in the campsites around Halloween time decorate the campsites. Yep. I don't know. Did you get a chance to look around a little bit and see any of that or is it just, just kind of off in the distance? More so just sort of off in the distance, you know. Um, yeah, it, it was a great, a really good way to end a recharge the batteries kind of a day. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's what we sort of use Disney Springs as, is sort of a recharge the batteries, you know. Right. A less visual you know so okay well that sounds great so um i'm glad you mentioned that any other um you know things that that i forgot to ask about or that you think i should know um i don't think so all right so let's let's then turn our attention a little bit and look at uh you know our usual wrap-up questions um when you look back at this trip, you had four park days, the extra time in Disney Springs, the, the Halloween party, all of those things. What's going to be that one sort of, you know, enduring memory, that thing that when you think back to the October 2018 family vacation, what's the image that pops into your head? Um. The image that pops into my head is, um, I, I would say the, you know, it's an actual image that I have, but the picture of us in front of the tree of life at Animal Kingdom, you know, like taking the time and getting that picture, but, but also just, you know, us together and the beauty of, and magic of Disney World, you know. So right, sure, and 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 it being the, an environment that you know you you particularly uh, enjoy as a family. Yep, exactly. Yep. Sure. Yep. Okay. Um, and then the the second piece is you know we always like to try to leave somebody else with something that might help them on their trip. So um, you know, coming from the perspective of of somebody who is um, maybe traveling with a, a larger family group, right? A, a family of five in a in a moderate resort. Um, any tip you would have for somebody in a similar situation to maybe make that stay either a little more comfortable, work a little bit better, something that, that you found either you wish you'd known when you went or, or that you discovered along the way? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if this necessarily has anything to do with Disney, but um, plan, budget. I wouldn't do it all the time, but plan and budget for using Uber from Uber or minivans or Lyft, whatever, from time to time. You know, like there's just times in which that extra eight, ten bucks is worth it to get from point A to point B that much faster. So that that's the one thing that I would say for somebody that even if you're staying on property, like, eh, but we've got these options. Yeah, well, sometimes 
not having a meltdown is worth 10 bucks, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Well, that's so, a good point. I mean, I think it's easy for us to forget sometimes that, you know, we fret about the fact that, oh, come on, we've already paid for the on, on, you know, on property transportation. I'm not even going to think about it. And so, you know, you get one of those situations where the bus is, is running late or the buses are really full. So you've got to wait for another bus. And I mean, you can, you can pay 10 or 15 bucks, which in the scope of what you've spent on this vacation is, you know, a drink at the bar when you get back, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you can try and stick it out and, and deal with the, the chain reaction of meltdowns, right? Because that's the hardest part. And that's why I was so glad you mentioned the, you know, Mickey bar to get you through or whatever. Uh, we're so used to having our, our kind of way of doing things at home that gets us through. And, and so, yeah, that's what we need to do. But sometimes when you're on vacation, it's important to, to sort of take a step outside and, and sort of avoid that cascade of meltdown that happens, right? Because the kid has their meltdown and then dad's mad. So dad melts down. So mom's frustrated with dad. So mom melts down. And then, you know, and it's just like you, you start feeding this vicious cycle and something as simple as a Mickey bar or not having to wait a little longer for that bus and taking the lift. Right. You can just short. Yeah. It. yeah. And it's not, you know, you're not rewarding bad behavior. You're not, it's none of that. It's reality. It's you yeah. put your kids in a position where they're uncomfortable. Yep. And sometimes it's just the, honestly, the, like the economics of it, not just monetarily, but like the walk from here to there, or I could just call it, you know, like, so there's, there's those things to just think about. Um, So, yeah. And then um, the other thing that I've been talking to, you know, friends or people that I know that are going to Disney World is when, you know, yes, we were given an amazing gift to begin our trip with a deluxe dining plan. You know, and I hear people, I don't see the value in it, right? But when we got home, we went and priced out. Like, did we get, if we were to have paid for it, would we have got, you know, would we do that again in the future? Right. And monetarily, I don't know if we would have, if it was valuable or not, but the not having to think about it, the value of, you know, when you asked about what's that picture in your head of, you know, that trip, right. Is yeah, there's the picture in front of the tree of life, but there's the meals that we sat down to and reminisced about the day or about what we were going to do that night that we wouldn't have done just grabbing something on the fly. You know, that, that, you know, took, yeah, maybe it took 20 more minutes out of your day, you know, to sit down for a meal versus grabbing something on the fly. But it's those memories of, you know, and also putting them back into their brain of remembering while you're there, not six months later. So, you know, like that. Yeah, it's, it's the processing time. Mm-hmm, you know, and recharging the batteries so to avoid a meltdown. So, you know, I mean, right. I, I hear lots of people the value of that. And sometimes value can come in different forms, not just money wise. You know, right. so. Well, I mean, it's a really great point. And, and I hadn't really even thought about it in that context, but you know, when you've got kids that are, that are a little bit older, right. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't have 
college kids, but but you don't have any babies either. So your kids mm-hmm. are kind of in, in between. Kids are a little bit older. And, you know, I'm a big advocate of the midday break, and I still think it's a, it works well. But when you've got kids a little older, there are times, you know, I wouldn't do it every day. And you learned that, right? You couldn't do it every day. You have to take the day mm-hmm. off. But um, you, you can sort of push through if you've kind of built in purposeful breaks and, and you maybe did it unwittingly that time, but it worked in that you had yeah. that lunch at, at sci-fi, which is an, uh, it's one of the things about that place that I didn't even think about before, but kind of as I'm thinking through your experience, right. It's dark in there. It's always really cool because of that. There. Uh-huh. So during the heat of the day for lunch, you were cooling down, you were relaxed, you were out of the intense UV then at dinner, again, it was a, a deluxe or a signature dining experience. So you took your time, you know, at a time when people were probably starting to get to their their edge, you're sitting down to a meal where you're going to hang out for an hour and a half. Yep, exactly. You know, I have a drink in my hand, you know, get it, you know, and, and there's all sorts of advantages you know that 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 we ate things that we also wouldn't eat you know like we ordered stuff that well okay i mean if we only ate a bite of it so what you like okay right can you think off the top of your head of maybe like a you know an, an appetizer that you ordered just just so everybody could try it um the pretzel at at uh t-rex is definitely one of them um okay. We, I knew for a fact, my wife does not eat fried sunny side up. Her, the only eggs that my wife eats are scrambled eggs and they okay. better be, there better be no white showing. Right. When I ordered deviled eggs at the Edison because I'd heard about them. I saw on the menu and I was like, okay, well we've got it. So we're going to do it, you know? Right. Um, as well. And if I don't eat all of them, it's fine. Lastly, it was, Beaches and cream. She, the server there was awesome and was just like, you paid for it. What do you want? Get whatever you want. And she was, you know, like, I mean, sure, it racks up the bill and then you still have to pay the tip. But the experience for the kids on a day that looked like was turning into a disaster that got turned because of a server, a restaurant, cooling down and being able to order stuff that, that, You would have said, I'm not spending money on that. Exactly. You know, I mean, we couldn't get a kitchen sink because we have a peanut allergy. But, you know, other than that, it was was, so. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Josh, for coming on the show and and sharing your experience with us. And hopefully as we're kind of uh, right around the corner from that Halloween time at Walt Disney World again, somebody can take something that uh, you talked about and learn a little something from it. Exactly. Talk to you again sometime soon. One little spark of inspiration is at the heart of all creation. Right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark lights up for you. Oh, hello there. So glad you could come along. I am the Dream Finder. Musical notes. What delightful melodies those will make. I love these flights of fancy, searching the countryside for sounds, colors, ideas, anything that sparks the imagination. A sunbeam, that's a good one. Everything that I can collect can
countless new ideas. And you never know what kind of figment you may come up with. <laughs> Here's my favorite. Two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow, horns of a steer, but a lovable fella. From head to tail, he's royal purple pigment, and there voila, you've got a figment, a figment of imagination.